And we are live, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a new edition of DAP Radio. Today, we are here with Mr. Rick S. of Dapper Dinos. How are you doing today, Rick? Not too bad. Thanks for having me, Ben. Awesome. So we're going to kick it off in just a few seconds. And we are back. Big love to Dapper Raider for putting this on. Uh, big love to you, Rick, as well for not only creating Dapper Dinos, but being um, gracious enough with your time to come on and talk to us about it. Let's dive into it. Uh, would love to just hear a bit about how everything got started. What's the origin story of Dapper Dinos? It's probably you know our our greatest our greatest selling pitch right is is our origin story. Uh, we are going on. Uh, we just had our one year anniversary. Um, although I, the the idea was probably evolved about six months prior to the launch of the NFT project, but um you know very much a project founded from who we are. I, I think uh, I put Rick S, but more more colloquially known as Big Head Tiny Arms in the Discord. Uh, one of the Dino <laughs> Dads. Uh, it's a project founded you know by. You know, buy a bunch of you know, buy a bunch of dads that wanted to make something really cool for our kids. Um, you know, uh, I'm you know, been in big tech for over a decade now. I've been in crypto for over a decade now. Uh, you know, Chris, who's one of my, uh, who's like the other the other co-founder, um, he's been doing motion design and and graphics for the better part of probably close to 20 years now. So you know, we've been in crypto long enough, been in NFTs long enough, where it just seemed like a natural. Uh, a natural progression and something kind of fun and a huge challenge. Um, hence, you know, then we you know got to doing all kinds of ideating, all kinds of art creating, started kind of settling around that fact that the NFT space uh, didn't really have any dinosaurs. Uh, and also what kid doesn't love dinosaurs? My kid has been saying uh, Parasaurolophus since he's been two. And that is an actual true story. Um, so we kind of got the whole thing spun up, got it started and then pitched it to the V friends team to be their part of their, their first, uh, PLP. So the project launch program, uh, I, I don't need to tell anybody listening that the Gary V effect is very real. So the day we got selected to be the first PLP is the day, uh, you know, I think we saw probably 50 X growth in the Twitter, Twitter discord, or, um, got a lot of eyes, a lot of attention, um, have really ran with it since then in terms of just having an awesome, uh, one of the best communities in, in the NFT space, uh, you know, very much community of, of family, friends, kids, uh, parents, you name it, uh, got an opportunity to speak at, at VCon and do some really cool stuff there and kind of help spread the, the, the dino word, uh, you know, word and world. Um, so that's, you know, that's where it started. It started from very much a, you know, passion project pitched to, um, pitched to Gary V and his team. Uh, launched, uh, you know, launched a party, you know, got to inherit a good chunk of the V friends community, got to inherit a lot of our own community that we had already built and been going strong ever since. That's incredible. So you've been in big tech and in crypto for over a decade now. Yeah, I have, uh, uh, big tech, you know, specifically worked at, you know, fortune, you know, uh, you know, fortune 50 companies, um, doing, uh, various programming architecture, you name it. Um, and then in crypto, I think I have, the, the probably the, the similar story to a lot of people that were quote unquote early buying and selling Bitcoin for years, uh, doing algorithmic trading bots, um, kind of the DeFi boom of 2017, 2018, uh, the DeFi boom of this past cycle, the NFT boom of the past cycle, 
So, you know, I was in extremely early, um, you know, probably doing way too much trading. <laughs> uh, hence, you know, hence why I'm probably not in an island somewhere. Um, but that's, you know, welcome to welcome to crypto, where generally speaking, there's a reason why it's called HODL. Um, you know, that, that tends to that tends to do pretty well. But yeah, I've been in, been in the space a very long time. Um, met a lot of people along the way, met a lot of connections along the way, um, you know, and obviously big tech in general um, has really collided uh, headlong into Web3 and into Solidity and into, you know, into DeFi. So GameFi, you name it. And so when did the first idea of Dapper Dinos really bubble up uh, in your in your creative mind? Yeah. Um, and so that's why we launched in September last year, the official NFTs. The, the idea was probably about six months earlier. I, I, you know, I, many, many long walks with my pup and just talking with my cousin. So Chris is a you know, family and, and cousin as well. Uh, just around like, you know, the power of, you know, I, you know, an NFT that identifies you. you, you we were starting to really see the power of board apes, starting to see the power of cool cats, um, starting to see kind of that, you know, moving away from crypto punks, but you were starting to see that there was this this movement happening. This moment happened where people were really identifying with the art and identifying it as almost a persona, um, which is really the, you know, if you really get down to what is an NFT, it's certifiable ownership on the blockchain um, and identification to that end of, of this piece of art. So that's really, you know, we're like, we're smart enough to do this. We're passionate enough. We're, we're building it for all the right reasons. Again, really just trying to want to put something out there that you know our kids would be proud of and, and would identify with. I don't know how many times they were on my MetaMask or, you know, looking through my OpenSea account or other OpenSea accounts, be like, that's cool. I want that. And, you know, um, you were like, we can do this. You know, not only can we do this and we think we can do it well. And we saw a big you know, need in the space, a gap in the space where it's that it is that family friendly. It's that welcoming. It's the that NFT for all. Uh, not to say that those don't exist, but that is like, you know, where our core tenement was that that and around charity. We had a whole karma event where we sacrificed 555 dinos, but as a result, it kind of led to a, a big charity donation to Girls Who Code. So it's inclusivity uh, to all. It's it's giving, you know, again, making people aware of NFTs in, in good ways and then and pushing the space forward. And that's where, you know, where we're going with our whole GameFi mission as well. That's such an interesting take on it. It's almost like you're, you're really pioneering family-friendly nfts or, or family-friendly characters even above and beyond the the nfts where the the technology is just really helping you to to build out that ideology yeah i that's i mean again it's still a need we still see it as a, a need as a differentiator it's it's and it's more than that and that's where we're you know we're going you know as we try to push it forward it's about building the community around family-friendly and inclusivity but then like leveling up web3 gaming you know game uh, GameFi tech around experiences, storytelling, uh, dynamic gameplay, frictionless onboarding. It's all those things of, you know, if we want our kids, um, kids, friends, family to get involved in Web3, it needs to be easy. It needs to be fun. It needs to be inclusive um, to all. And I think that's, you know, where we see this colossal need in the space is that, you know, if I go to an uncle or I go to a cousin who has a kid and say, Hey, check this out. They're like, that's, it's too much. Or I, you know, I don't want to, I don't care about that. That one is a, you know, an aggressive anime character or it's a board ape smoking or, you know, what have you, there's any, you know, again, those are huge projects and I'm not here to talk down on them in any way, shape or form. It's just, there was a need specifically for kind of cute, friendly, engaging, 
uh, for all um, to address that, you know, multi-billion gamer market that, you know, all kids <laughs> are inevitably coming. I mean, my kid lives on my phone. So that's a, you know, a kind of a case in point. You know, what's interesting is that this it's it's almost like we've jumped back to the early 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 days of animation and comics and i'm even thinking you know mickey mouse was one of the first humongous characters to to really make it mainstream from an intellectual property perspective well that was that was for kids like it it was for kids but it it had the ability to scale and to and be relevant to to adults but i mean was that a very um specific uh i mean just a specific intent of like okay we're starting off with with this this niche we're making it very family friendly because we want to then expand into global and this is the way to do it almost like a like a disney type of approach i mean i'm not going to call us disney but i mean it's oh you don't have to i will (laughs) (laughs) um but you know you did touch on like you know that if you think of nfts right imagine if you could own the earliest ip of mickey right uh and the power and what that would look like uh that by itself would be kind of comically important and 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 uh and relevant and powerful all those things um but yeah i mean if you think about it it is it is that again that need it's you know the the mouse uh, what is it the house of mouse has reach for reasons you know if you think about a Disney tells great stories for kids, right? Pixar tells great stories for kids and adults. You know, we kind of, in a perfect world, we'd want to be the the storytelling NFT that sits in the middle of those. You know, that is the one that's going to address 3 billion gamers with phenomenal storytelling with an NFT that any parent wants to have to own for themselves, to own for their kids, to build the stories of who, who are, you know, who are the Dapper Dinos, like, we told a whole story about a, you know, one of the brave dinos that sacrificed to save uh, Dinotropolis. Like that's just one of the, one of the many pieces of lore and storytelling that we're going to start really delving into in the next, you know, year plus. Um, and that's that is what Disney does so phenomenally, right? Every one of their movies, every one of their shorts, um, and actually maybe the shorts are even better. Elicits emotion. It's an emotional response, and that comes from that feeling of like comfort, feelings of family. Um, and that's, you know, if you go really to a core, I think that's what the NFT space is broadly missing. I think so too. What an interesting approach. So when you're thinking about, when you're thinking about like, Hey, I want to, I want to build out this lore and build a whole ecosystem. And, and, um, I love the name of, of the, uh, the city or the land, um, I love I love the theme. How did you first come across the idea of dinos and and, and dinosaurs? Like, what was what was that uh, yeah. story? I mean, literally, kids. Um, I mean, I I've always loved them, but I mean, like, I don't. It's something about kids and dinosaurs. Maybe it's this time. Maybe it's COVID. Uh, I I don't like every kid right now. Uh, loves them from from the old dinosaurs show to Dino Dana to. Um, land before time to dino train. There's just all these fantastic pieces of IP that exist today. They're, you know, they're just, they like elicit this, this massive curiosity response in kids. Um, but it's, it's cool enough. Whereas like a parent, you're like, you're reading facts about dinosaurs. And that's really cool. Like, I didn't know that an Argentinosaurus had the longest neck and it stretched like 30 school buses, you know, uh, or the Quetzalcoatlus had a, a wingspan the size of a house. 
So it's like, you know, from a parent, I'm like, that's cool. From a kid, they're like, you know, I just love to say all the names and I want to know that one flies and this one swims or they learn the different characteristics. And it's just something because they don't exist anymore. It's that whole, like, they almost have their own lore, their own, like, larger than life stature that uh, I think you won't get with, uh, you know, uh, an animal that already exists, uh, you know, uh, uh, a, or a, you know, an animal, a brand. They, they, they kind of like you can define it as you see fit. Ah, so there's a lot of there's a lot of ability to be really creative in the portrayal of it, oh, yeah. and they, you can build your own lore and story around it, and it's still like you don't lose any reality; you just gain wonder and creativity. Yeah, I mean, if you nail on the head, right? It's that uh, I don't. I mean, there's lots of reasons dinos are cool, um, but that is one of the one of the many reasons I, I would say that it's just they're they're they're, they're they've been around for millennia right <laughs> and then they disappeared there's there's ice ages there's uh there's comets there's that's just like there's peas you know stuck in amber and tar pits and just this insane story about how they were and then how they weren't and then how like the you know the human race came to be and so once somebody joins the ecosystem and actually maybe let's take a step back how does somebody join the ecosystem? Do they get their own dino? Do they become a dino? What is the, you know, what's really the ethos yeah. here? So, and this is where, you know, it's not really a, a pivot. It's more just finding how to like best get our story out there. So that's where we're really settling on GameFi. Uh, we've got a pretty, you know, we just announced a pretty major partnership with IMX, who's going to be kind of the, the blockchain provider for our upcoming games because of their seamless integration. Um, just kind of one example of trying to more seamlessly uh, handle that onboarding process. It's again, Web3 gaming right now is very hard for the average person to break into. Uh, so if we do it right, to be part of the ecosystem is just to play. Like the game is going to be exceptionally fun. We're going to have multiple games. We have a Dino Dash, which is going to be that endless runner type. Um, you know, very easy to pick up, mobile. Uh, then we have a secondary kind of double A plus title, uh, untitled at this time, but a platformer, you know, just, you know, think of it more like Ratchet and Clank. Um, but again, both playable across age ranges, playable, you can just pick it up and play and be uh, introduced to our IP and our story and our lore. And then owning that dino gives you, uh, you know, extra things, extra achievements, extra um, skins. It's all those typical things that people are already familiar with in Web 2, whether it be Fortnite or um or fall guys or stumble guys like you know there, there's these proven methods of like why people care it's the same reason people care about nfts it's uh you know being able to be identifiable a little bit of clout um that you can introduce and have by owning but that anybody can pick it up right that is i i think the ultimate problem is web3 is all about you know we're all going to make it except that your average size of your community is four to ten thousand to maybe if you're yuga it's 60,000. So like, that's, that's like nothing from a gaming perspective. And that's where I think gaming gives us this really, you know, uh, uh, acute way to introduce people to a world that, and then if you focus on storytelling and fun, you know, who doesn't want to pick up a phone and play, who doesn't want to go on steam or Xbox and play. And that's really, again, it's breaking down those barriers where the dino just gets you access to our, you know, our awesome community, but also gets you a little bit more in the game and there'll be some other interactions as well, but don't, it's not really play to earn. It's more just play to have fun. And then with the bonuses of, you know, certifiable ownership and ways to accessorize and grow your character. 
And so when you were thinking about, okay, the real opportunity is GameFi, um, and you, you know, building the lore and the, and the creativity and, and GameFi is, is the way to basically onboard people into the lore in the world. What is really the, like, what are some of the, the different game loops, um, you know, that you think are really good? I know you talked about it a little bit, but maybe we could go a little bit deeper into like, what do you think the game loops are going to be that you're the most excited about? And why did you decide to build those various loops in, the, in that way? Yeah. I mean, so if you talk towards, say, the Dash, right, uh, an endless runner, um, you know, there's there's many proven versions of this having played very well and been fun. Uh, Temple Run, Subway Surfers, none around like cute IP. I'd say that might be where we get to stand out. But it's 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 endless. It's fun. Um, there's different ways to like there will be achievements, tutorials, weekly rewards, leaderboards. These are all things that create like constant play. Uh, you can do some things as simple as shifting a pixel to make each run a little different. Uh, there's hazards. Again, you can change your character's appearance based on if a player logs in with an NFT. So there's all these different things about what it means to just play. But again, with the different loops of, you know, uh, the rewards, the achievements, the leaderboards, these are things that keep people coming back and wanting to strive for best while you still have that ability to kind of earn new appearances for your NFT. Uh, and then kind of stepping forward onto the the double A title, right? It's an action platformer, uh, a little bit more uh, interactables. There's going to be, you know, bosses and enemies, different kinds of game types, bonus stages. But, it, you know, it all comes down to a, like a, a haberdashery system, uh, which is going to enable kind of the main character to be more customized, right? And that's that customization piece that you're going to keep hearing. That's more that skin aspect, that Fortnite aspect that is really well proven but hasn't been explored really at all uh, in, in NFTs. And it's, again, a really engaging and sticky way to grow community in kind of a non-toxic, non-Ponzi-nomic way. Yeah, I like that a lot. What it sounds like is that you're giving people the ability to play and they're earning cosmetics almost, where they get to be they get to dive deeper into the customization as a result of playing and getting rewarded in that way. Yeah. Am I understanding that correctly? Nailed it. And again, it's it's meant to be, I think, to go one step further, it's a Web3 optional, right? The gaming experience should be made better with Web3's benefits, not be the barrier to bringing people in. Um, there's that big problem right now in all of gaming that uh, I think most gamers don't care about NFTs. They don't care about Web3. Um, they think that you know most people in Web3 make too big of a deal of Web3. Well, there's 3 billion of them and there's a lot of kids and a lot of families that are just going to go off into their own, make their own memories, you know, in their own, in their own ways, playing games on phones, consoles, board games, even <laughs> uh, that, that will never care because it's almost too small. It's too, it's too, you know, walled in where, uh, and again, that's that focus on fun. It's, you know, great stories, great fun brings people in and gets people talking. So let's let's shift now and talk a little bit more about the lore and the the storytelling because at the end of the day that's probably what will really capture the hearts of the people and and really 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 build the long term and the longevity of the entire project and, and everything you're building. What's the foundational piece of lore or the backstory or the you know like in the in the, in the Star Wars they have the uh, the 
that intro part that always yep. comes in. Like yep. what is, what is that so far that, um, that you've introduced? Very little actually. And uh, I'd say it's intentional. It's more just like, uh, learning, uh, learning from our own mistakes, learning from the, the mistakes of the space. I think initially, uh, we had a big plan about going more traditional game fine, uh, token tokenomics breeding. Uh, if you, if you're familiar with Axie or Curvata or some of the other ones in the space, you know, very well proven, uh, would have played fine. We actually created an entire breeding and dino dating system around it. Market went tanked terribly. Uh, NFTs went 95% dry. Uh, so kind of took a long look at to like, what did we, what did we miss? What did we not miss, but what could we learn from this? And so one of the things that we did phenomenally well at start is created an entire lore around, again, saving Dinotropolis, saving this concept of a comet that is going to come and, you know, wipe out all dinos. And it's, uh, you know, and brave dinos sacrifice themselves to save Dinotropolis, save the dino world. Um, and we told this fantastic story around in the perspective of one brave dino. And that was like one of the pieces of lore we started pushing really well, created all kinds of great, uh, you know, visuals around it, videos around it. And we kind of got away from it, um, kind of leaned more into the DeFi traditional GameFi aspects. So this is kind of the opportunity um, to kind of bring that all the way back around in terms of every dino has a story to tell, right? You have the the dapper dino as, as the protagonist and, you know, he's going against, you know, what happens when he's going against villains that are, are uh, not as well dressed and why does he need to like level up his appearance to, uh, <laughs> you know, conquer... Rick, I think we may have lost you there for a second. So I'm gonna I'm gonna troubleshoot this live, folks. Do apologize for that. Seems like we may be having some technical difficulties. Uh, stick with us just for one moment, folks. We will be right back. All right, all right. We are waiting for our friend to come on back. And so in the meantime... Um, I just want to thank you all from the bottom of my heart so, so much uh, for, for being a part of this whole experience, uh, being a part of DAP Radio. Um, this is a very special project to me. Um, you know, I just want to give a huge shout out to the entire DAP Radar team. Um, every single one of these individuals is working tirelessly to, um, you know, bring you more value and, and make sure that everything is um, uh, keeping... Uh, keeping up to date with you know with the world and making sure you have all the best uh, information right at your fingertips. So um, I appreciate you being patient with us. It looks like Rick has been able to reconnect here again. I do apologize for the technical issues, and we should be back. Am I back, Rick? I believe. Am I back? Yeah, I think you're back. Sorry about that. I don't know what happened. <laughs> so where we where we left off was why if there's a a uh, antagonist. Um, that is coming in to foil the plans of our dapper dino and they're less well-dressed than us. 
Um, and that's the last thing we heard. Yeah, and that's, I mean, again, a lot of the protagonists and antagonists are actually being like storyboarded now. That's what's going to be literally the next year of our our, you know, our livelihood in the Dapper Dino brand. Um, but it, it's just, again, uh, it's going to be kind of a cheeky story around, you know, what happened if if a comet didn't wipe out all the, all the dinos and a dino race, you know, was was, you know, very much a part of a part of the world in perpetuity. Uh, again, if you're going to go with a cheeky story about, you know, the well-dressed versus not, uh, just the, you know, what, what defines villain, what, what are the power-ups? So, uh, any great story has a great protagonist, which we know will be the dapper dino, uh, and any, and a great antagonist, which, you know, we've got, a you know, various bosses. And again, I kind of teased out the Triceradon, so the mob boss, if you will, um, so it's, you know, it's shaping up to be, uh, you know, again, that haberdashery where the different things you, you dress as will power you up and do different things. Um, so it's, if dinosaurs dressed up and if dinosaurs lived, uh, <laughs> lived, uh, forever, uh, you know, who would be their greatest adversary and to be the ones that were trying to stop them from being dapper. And again, a lot of this is very much being storyboarded as we speak. Um, you know, I'd say this entire, uh, story arc if you will is probably new within the last couple of months that we'll be driving forward in the next 6 12 and 18 months i love that so it seems like y'all have been through a couple iterations of of just what's going on with the project and and you've pivoted um i really like where you're heading now of of more of the the lore focus one thing that i learned pretty early on is one of the most powerful things is the idea of lore not floor where the more just the more depth there is to the ecosystem and, and the IP and the story. I mean, that's unbelievably powerful. Is there going to be some sort of uh, ability for the players and the individual dinos um, dapper as they may be? Is there going to be a way for them to add to the lore um, and yeah. maybe help participate in growing that yeah so gameplay less so right you got to let your game makers make the game uh and that's kind of some fun feedback we've we've received is that if, if you ever want to ship a game you know the gameplay you want to let again the, the the professionals that have proven track records deliver it uh with that said the best part about web 3 is that uh you know we put we put up our first snapshot about this of who's the best dino faction is it the pirates the the astros is it the yellow hoodie gang um uh, these are all factions in our Discord, by the way. Um, but future snapshots is establishing a community council. It's about establishing, hey, like you're going to help design a villain. You know, what's his backstory? What's his lore? Um, what's his what's his ability? Perhaps, uh, you know, how does he get in the way of you being able to complete the platforming stages? Um, what is you know help us design a boss? Help us name a boss? These are all things that like. As a, as a community that we're going to welcome input on. Again, there's a lot of things we will we will kind of set the stage for and set the direction for. Um, but that's where, again, if you're a holder specifically, that is one of the powers of owning, you know, owning a dinos. You'll be able to take place in those votes and have it, you know, help define uh, some, some art that finds its way into the game, help define lore and story and character, uh, antagonist or protagonist. Is it the goofy friend? That that helps you and and the companion that aids and you know aids and abets you, or is it the you know the 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 stumbling buffoon that is you know made it so you can't get to the end of your stage? Did I lose you again? 
What is going on? How, how about again? now? All right, we're back. I, I have I have a good internet connection. That's the funny part. Where did uh where did I, where did we drop this time? <laughs> no, no, I heard. I think I I think it was me that time. Uh, okay. we I think we heard you the whole time. Um, all, all I was saying is that's gonna introduce some incredible dynamics, some social dynamics between people when they can participate. And I love the idea of letting the actual people that are a part of the community, the, the community themselves letting them develop their own lore in conjunction with and in addition to the lore that's being built in-house by the the game builders and the the game makers i think that is unbelievably bullish and um it's going to be a really 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 big uh benefit for y'all um so really excited to see how that all plays out now ladies and gentlemen unfortunately we did lose rick for a second again I do apologize for these uh, technical difficulties. Okay, we're back. Um, yeah, so I was, I was just saying, I think it's incredibly bullish that uh, the community is participating here. Um, can you hear me? Gotcha. Okay, I think it's incredibly bullish that the the community is able to, to participate in that way. I think the social dynamics created from that are going to be so much fun. And the fact that you'll already have factions that are being created within the Discord, that is extremely exciting. Can you talk a little bit more about that and how did those factions come about? Uh, through just traits. And what I mean by that is, you know, people really took to, like, we have uh, the Bone. Let's see. I'm, I'm looking at them right now, so I don't get any of them wrong. But we have the Bonehead Breakouts. Our Breakout, we have the Captain's Quarters, so the Captain's Hats. Uh, some of our traits has the Bone through the Skull. Hoodie hangout, uh, the yellow, the yellow hoodie. <laughs> um, space station, which is our Astros, Wizard Tower. So it's this uh, pirate ship. These are the current ones that exist. Uh, I'm pushing hard for a mech head to get created, kind of like Grimlock uh, <laughs> from Transformers. But again, it's um, right. I think people just took to traits in a big way. And what's kind of fun about that is they've almost like we didn't push for this. This kind of spawned out of the power that is Web3 and community around you know their own little factions and they you know they own barriers of entry they've created you know uh i'm trying to think the light like a captain's hat was recently listed on OpenSea, got snatched right up so that they can kind of make it a little harder to you know it's it's almost like you want to be part of that um and maybe if we can kind of create some lore around some of those those artifacts too um that already have a life of their own then it, it kind of elevates their own factions it elevates their own voting there's all kinds of fun fun things you can do without having to again without having to worry about the floor without having to worry about really anything other than having telling telling a great story i love that so let's scope out a bit and let's just talk about the the game space um the metaverse let's let's just let's talk yeah. about it where do you think we are right now because it feels to me like we've kind of gone through this 1.0 iteration or maybe even 0.5 iteration, whatever that that previous uh, wave was. We've seen a lot of play-to-earn economies. We've seen them boom and bust. Uh, clearly, at the recording or the streaming of this, rather, it's end of um, end of September 2022. So we're in a bit of a, a crypto winter right now. Um, at the same time, so I feel like a lot of people are learning. Things are getting developed. Things are changing. 
where do you really see the biggest winners uh, coming from as far as an ideological perspective? It seems like play to earn is kind of dead. Um, maybe it's not. Maybe it's coming back. But what are your thoughts on there? Like, who are going to be the real winners coming out from a, a ideological perspective? I mean, you already touched on. I mean, we're definitely in a winter. But I mean, this is if you've been in crypto long enough, winter winter's end. <laughs> I feel like it's a Game of Thrones reference. Like winter's coming, but also spring's gonna spring will happen. Um, so this is when builders get to build. Um, definitely seen some flawed tokenomics. Ones that I, you know, it's hard when you're living in it to even see it as flawed. You know, uh, you, you look at Axie and you, you would call that one of the, the kind of the best tokenomics at the time, but, and then you look at it later and you go, no, <laughs> definitely not. Um, you know, it, not only is it an exclusionary, it, it doesn't, it wasn't, it really wasn't fun and it was fun for some certainly, but at, at its core, was it? So you look at, um, you know, maybe the successes of what's coming up for say an alluvium, right? Where they're focused much more heavily on, again, a similar story of trying to make no barrier to entry. You can play for free if you want, uh, but a really, really, really rich game, uh, you know, reeking in, in quality that I think is as the space pushes, the metaverse GameFi space pushes more towards quality of game first, kind of the rest takes care of it. I think the tokenomics piece will be hard. I mean, we announced a token that we never launched. Again, the market just got it completely shredded and two token economies weren't really proven. We had a utility token and a governance token. Um, I, I don't think that it will work or play right now. It's just a race to the bottom in terms of figuring out the best, you know, the best token, you know, tokenomics. I think it's, you know, going to be kind of a wait and see a little bit of as the space matures. Um you know, if you're going to try and onboard millions of gamers, what do they care about? Why are Fortnite bucks so so um, valuable? Uh, they're readily available, easily easily you know gettable. However, they have kind of a very semi-defined value, so it's kind of counteractive to crypto, right? Crypto has a defined value of everything, even if it doesn't have value. Uh, that's the whole. I know it's a, you know a meme, but it's true of like one one fossil equals one fossil, one bone one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin, one ETH equals one ETH. So I think it, the, the people that are going to win are the ones that are going to get really creative with uh, tokenomics in ways that get extra value, extra utility out of out of their community and their space without, I think, putting like very defined value on things. Because the second that happens, it's a race to the bottom. So almost like giving giving the, the value. So it, it's almost when you're saying not, Cl super clearly defining the value, but almost giving it its own space to grow and, yeah. and develop over time. How does that actually work? I mean, is that kind of what you're referring to or is what you're referring to similar to this idea of letting community contribute to lore and that infute that creative yeah. inf infusion makes that more valuable just because mm -hmm. it's really cool and there's a lot of sentiment behind it or I, I see it as kind of going two ways, and I could be dead wrong. Again, you look at the space a year ago, look at it today. Uh, in my opinion, uh, you're going to see a big a big push towards, again, a lot more community-driven, inclusivity-driven around pieces like just owning the NFT gets you, say, clout, helps build the brand. Successful brands ultimately are going to you know, increase in value. Um, if you look at, again, the success of Yuga, why are they so successful? The brand. Uh, and it's probably similar stories to Cool Cats, Doodles, all these, like, if you're looking across the space, uh, CryptoPunks, the, the brand is very powerful. Um, lore, maybe not as much, but, I mean, you're going to start to see, 
I think a lot of stories getting told from all of these different pieces and intertwined in different ways, whether it be through shows, whether it be through social media, TikTok games, there's all kinds of different avenues to build that brand. And I think you're going to see a lot of value kind of extracted in those means from very specifically from kind of a token tokenomics, DeFi, GameFi perspective. I, I, again, I think you're going to see just far more traditional either utility tokens or governance tokens. I don't think you'll see both. I think, um, yeah, it, it went up and down and the tokenomics of it aren't perfect. But if you look at like an ape token, right, there is value. The way to get it is you held the NFT. The way to use, you know, the way to have say in the ecosystem is to hold the token. Um, the, you know, the way to earn a whole lot of that token is to own the NFT and stake. So at least there you can kind of like, I, if I want to have additional say in the brand, the brand direction, um, the lore, the, you know, all, all the things that come with maybe being like a decentralized, uh, Disney, a decentralized Adidas is holding those tokens or NFTs, you can start to see like the value, but obfuscated in a way that isn't just like I'm playing, I'm earning, I'm playing, I'm earning, I'm dumping, I'm dumping, I'm dumping, I'm dumping, I'm dumping. The chart chart goes up, chart goes down and down, chart never recovers. Yeah, I think that what you're describing here is a combination of a really interesting experiment ongoing and one that has been going for now a couple of years, maybe that's fair to say, but, but an ongoing living and breathing thing that yep. uh, it's going to be very, very exciting to see play out over the next decades, centuries, yeah, how, you know, however long. What's the, what's the joke in crypto, right? We're early. I think it, an experiment's a great term. It's not that we, it's not that we don't want to be right. Of course I'd be like, yes, guys, I'm right. I'm the smartest guy in the room, but that's like, this is like, I think we're, we're trying to adapt massive ideas from traditional finance, traditional worlds, traditional brands, and bring them to a whole new economy in a brand new way. And, you know, 99% of us are going to fail. That's just the truth of any startup. That's the truth of any brand. Uh, and I think the ones that can find the best way to get their name, their brand, their, their story out there are the ones that are going to succeed. I think so too. So Rick, I want to um, start winding us down here and I, I greatly appreciate your time so far. Um, what would you love to see as far as, and I want to jump back now to, to the, to the dinos, but when you're thinking of like, wow, five, 10, 20 years out, wow, this is a huge success. What does that actually mean to you, what would that actually mean? You know, if you're 20 years looking back, what would have happened in that time to where you'd be like, wow, okay, this is, this is, this yeah. is spot on what we wanted. I mean, I, you know, pie in the sky is a robust games that millions of people have played. Um, you know, at, at the center would be our NFTs that are, you know, have become their own IP powerhouse, right? Uh, you know, maybe it's, it's plushies, it's toys, it's, you know, I think the, you know, raging success would be, you know, my, you know, my kid walking up to his store and be like, I want that, you know, or other kids or future kids being like, I want a dapper dino that's sitting on the store of a, and here's where I'll age myself, a Toys R Us, um, <laughs> not just buying it on Amazon. Like that would be really, really cool. Um, that means you built the brand enough to get into retail and, and to get like global recognition, but it's building out more games. It's, it's, you know, uh, building out a franchise. It's building out you know, this double A, you know, the double A platformer, double A plus platformer 
what happens next if, it, if it's wildly successful and we go, you know, and get to go to all the game cons and make it very popular and millions of people play it. What's the sequel look like? What what is the next group of gamers we can invite in? What uh, what you know, how can we maybe tie it into coloring books? How can we tie it more into other family activities? Is there board game opportunities? It's all these things of it's tying in the physical with the virtual. It's the Web 2 to the Web 3. And I think I know that's like a lot of a lot of buzzwords. But it's really that's like that's success to us. It's building the brand in a way that it touches as many, you know, friends and families and kids as possible so that they're like, I know what a Dapper Dino is and I want one. You know, I want to play the game. I want to own an NFT. I want the hoodie. I want the, you know, I want the <laughs> the, the action figure. You know, these are these are these are what scream success to me. So it's almost. All, if I could crudely summarize it, becoming a part of the culture, a yep. true part of the culture. Yeah, that would be. Uh, I mean, that's the that's the fifteen to twenty year plan. Yeah, if that's if if we hit that, then uh, not only I mean, Web three will have went mainstream as well, which is I think why you know this is DAP radar, right? DAP is decentralized, uh, you know, applications, right? So this is we we live and work in this space for a reason because we believe in that kind of collective collective governance uh the the power of why web3 and personal you know personification of of yourself as an nft as art all these things we believe in we see we see five years the world changing 10 years going further 20 years it's ubiquitous why can't brands and you know those decentralized brands like like the dinos be part of that i love it well Again, I want to thank you so much, Rick, for coming on the show today. I uh, tremendously appreciate your time, and um, I wish you the best of luck moving forward, you and, and the rest of the the Dapper Dinos. Um, it's incredibly fun to to chat about it and to, to get to hear a little bit of insight into the project. And um, I think uh, 15 to 20 years out, maybe we do a, a post-mortem on it <laughs> and do a recap and see where we are then. Now, at that point, they won't be decentralized applications. They'll just be applications. It'll just be uh, app radar. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope we all get there. I uh, believe yes, in us. I believe in us. Well, anyways, uh, again, thank you so much, Rick. I do appreciate it. Um, to everybody watching and listening, thank you all very, very much. Um, really appreciate all of you. Um, the Dapper Dinos links are in the description of the show, um, as well as on Twitter, directly tagged. Um, y'all's official Twitter page. So I'd highly encourage everybody to go in, start reading everything, learn a bunch of stuff, join the Discord, have some fun, play around, and consider becoming a dino yourself. Get your dapper on, friends. Um, cool. Well, uh, Rick, I do appreciate it. Thank you very much, and I'll Thanks, see you man. all on the next episode. I appreciate your time. Thank you. <laughs>